0: welcome back to the connect the dots the, bit, the bitch the i keep saying it that way guys like i want to add another the in there connect the dots the bitch <laughs> connect the dots bitch podcast this is amy coming to you live on the ones and twos Actually, I'm coming to you live on my couch in New Jersey, where it is brisk as fuck. It is zero fucks degrees outside. My birthday flowers are dying, and I am barely sleeping these days. I had so much on my mind last night. I was awake from one AM to about four AM and I was I was thinking about my living will. <laughs> Yeah, And it was only a topic in my mind because I've been meeting with financial advisors and one of the documents they suggest you bring in other than like tax returns and all that nonsense is if you have a living will. So it's been on my mind to like think about that. And so from 1 a.m. to 4 a.m., Amy was thinking about who she was going to bequeath her financial fortune to. Not ideal thoughts at like the 3 a.m. mark. Really not. But for me, funsies. It was fun. It was, it was a good time, sort of. I, I, I think that the best person to take my money is my dog. That is what I concluded. But then I thought, okay, but I'm going to need to trust a human to handle the finances on Dewey's behalf. And, you know, it, I didn't get very far on the topic. We'll just leave it at that. Because I could only come up with two solid individuals that I feel are very loyal to me and very dependable. And that's the thing. Loyalty is a rare commodity. If you meet a loyal person, quite honestly, that like this is not even me joking right now if you meet somebody who is loyal to you, you keep them in your life. And I don't tell people what to do, but that is something I strongly encourage you to do. Loyalty is a very rare thing that you see in people. And I know, listen, some of you are probably older than me, but I have experienced a lot of things as a 35 year old. Like up until the age of 35, I have, street smarts coming out my I might as well just be a rapper like I'd fit in (laughs) I'd I'd fit in just fine with their their stories of of the streets right like I've got street smarts like that I know the ins and outs I I have life experience under my belt and loyalty is such a rare commodity I am a loyal person speaking on behalf of myself I am loyal beyond belief if I if I am in your life and I value you and I feel that's reciprocated to me equally that's it it's not debatable like I'm for you and i will demonstrate time and time again consistently that i am for you i will support you mentally emotionally physically whatever you need i will extend you nothing but kindness and compassion and understanding i and 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 i can i can say that there are two solid people in my life and listen i'm not <laughs> going to tell you who because I know there are some people that listen to my podcast that only listen to see if I'm talking about them, (laughs) which quite frankly, if I were you, I'd probably do too, because I tell a good story, but I also tell a good story. I've been saying this to my, to, to be, um, all week. I tell a good story in a very respectable way. I tell stories that don't put people in, in their own lives in precarious situations. I'm never going to be somebody who's telling my truth on a platform like this and subject somebody else to a certain amount of vulnerability or a certain amount of um backlash that they didn't ask for. You know what I mean? Just just in an effort to like to teach something or or tell a story. No. So, I have a very good way of telling stories where you i might mention the person i'm talking about but i'm going to tell the story in a way where there is such a level of self-awareness that there is absolutely no blame or shame happening in that story right and i think you hear me do it all the time you hear me say things like this is my perception and i understand and respect that your perception of the same situation is going to be vastly different so yeah, get two people and now everybody in my actual immediate circle is going to be going, is this me? And if any of you ask me, I'm, I I think the two people who they, they know because I've expressed it to them. They know. So yeah, two, two really loyal. And that's just my perception as of today. Do you know what I mean? As of today, that could change tomorrow or a week from now or whatever as things do, But if you have a loyal person, a loyal person uh, in spite of certain other behaviors, if they're loyal, if that is like a core, um, I guess we could call it a characteristic or we'll go with that, of them, then those other things that might be a little like I don't know if they have the best boundaries or I don't really like this right like nobody's perfect listen there are plenty of things about me that I'm sure many people in my life are like I wish she wasn't like this and quite frankly I probably feel the same way about myself I don't know how many times this week I have said I don't know why I'm like this I don't I don't know why I say things and then whisper to myself repeatedly like I'm a serial killer I don't I don't know why I thrive having a podcast where it's just me talking about me to me um, for like 40 minutes straight because that's a skill set that not everybody has this isn't edited as I've said before But a lot of people wouldn't be able to just do one straight shot. The only interruption I have is when I get robocalls coming to my fucking phone and we know how I feel about that. It stops the recording and it fucks me up. And then like if I were to tell you how many times I started recording today and then just like deleted about 25 minutes worth of recording, it ain't scripted. I'm just being me over here. So whatever. Um, Yeah. So loyalty rare keep it and people who don't keep it people who don't keep a loyal person they do end up in situations where they start to feel that that regret that's that's not me being cavalier about this topic or or um you know i don't have a word right now it it's really just me stating what i have experienced personally and what i have obviously observed and experienced professionally. When, when a lot of people nowadays tend to cut relationships off without a level of communication. So that was kind of funny for me when I was thinking about my will cuz at one point I thought about how like funny it would be if I left my money to people I didn't speak to anymore. How fucking and they get a call from my from from my lawyer when I drop dead. <laughs> and they gotta go in for the reading of the will. Mind you, sidebar, I know way too much about death and funerals because I have had to go to so many. Like a lot of people died for me growing up. And I also had to plan a funeral for my when I nannied. My boss's husband dropped dead and I had to help plan a funeral while putting my grieving aside because she just lost her husband and the kids that I was nannying for lost their dad. So the exposure that I've had to some of these like tough life things like bless you. Honestly, bless you. God bless you if you haven't had that experience yet. But I am actually really grateful I have. I am maybe too comfortable with it a little bit it's a little bit eerie how comfortable I am with it but you get comfortable with things when you know about them right like when you go somewhere where you've never been before like anywhere right like you vacation somewhere you've never vacationed before or you eat somewhere new or let's say you're like me and you like to do like fun stupid shit like go to trampoline parks or indoor skydiving or things like that like that's the shit I like to do I I don't every once in a while I like to 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 do a nice little day drinking bar hop situation in between playing arcade games and jumping on trampolines but like you you want to win my heart feed me sex me (laughs) and you know buy me a go-kart that's a good time so so when you do something like that or whatever whatever your area of interest is when you do something like that where you've never done it before for instance or or you have to like the first time you ever had to um hire somebody that you've never had to hire before like an accountant or Go to a doctor you've never gotten, a first time scenario, some people, most people, we'll say like 75% of people, that's a made up percentage. (laughs) Um, Most percentages are made up. So so I'm just laughing at myself. 75% of people get a little nervous because they don't know what to expect. And as humans, we, we don't like being out of control and not knowing what to expect leaves us out of control. Most people eventually learn how to tame that feeling by allowing themselves to just reach a place of acceptance where they're like, you know what, like this is what got me through it because I was a very shy, codependent child. I was kept from being able to do things that allowed me to be responsible for me and so as I got older and I wanted to do them I had such anxiety doing them because I didn't feel capable and I didn't even know how to approach it like making a simple phone call to a credit card company scared the living daylights out of me. So you eventually learn as I did to, to wrap your head back around to I'm not the first person to ask these stupid questions, or I'm not the first person to walk into this bank and just be like, hey, I want to do this and I don't know how to, right? But like being less than perfect was a giant fear for me for a very long time because that was conditioned into me. So, so when I got to that place where I was like, it's cool for me to just be honest and be myself, doing things that I've never done before is really, 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 really easy um but could you imagine these people that that had never that that don't don't speak to me anymore or i don't speak to them like sitting there for the reading of my will (laughs) (laughs) and then it's like hey she's bequeathing you 2.5 billion dollars and their eyes bug out of their head and they think to themselves why did i ever let her go (laughs) why did i ever let her go why did i why did i not communicate clearly and that's like the whole shebang guys that's the shebang shebang shaboom shaboom you got it like you've got to communicate too many people cut people off without communicating and as i'm learning with time and experience that you communicate and sometimes like if you're still anxious right? About the situation. Maybe you have more to communicate. Maybe you don't feel like you were clear enough. Maybe you want to reach back out. Maybe you want- that is all okay. You can do that. Do you know how many times I've done that? Countless times. But yet can't leave unspoken words unspoken. You just can't. Or maybe one day that person will drop dead and bequeath you $2.5 billion and you're going to have to go to their will reading and have your eyes bug out of your head and think to yourself, why? Anyway, those were my early morning thoughts. And then I fell asleep at some point. I don't really know. And then here we are. New mic in hand, by the way, with my nice um, Beats by Dre headphones. Just want to name drop the very few fancy fucking things I own. (laughs) I've had to practice with this microphone, though. There's a, a safe distance. You must keep it away from your mouth. Kind of like there is a nice speed that a car should be driving past a person walking their dog. Hear me out. These are how I make connections, okay? There is a, there is, there is a nice balanced place between I am slowing down because I am a serial killer and I'm going to kidnap and kill you versus I am going too slow because I don't know where the gas pedal is and I don't know how to fucking drive. There is a nice in-between speed between those places. Don't be the serial killer driver where you slow down eerily and then you gawk at me walking my dog as you drive by. And don't be the asshole who drives by super fast forgetting that your car kicks up rock. And also, don't be the person that doesn't know where her gas pet or his gas pedal is. Like, just learn how to drive. I really am a firm believer that they should make us retake driving tests over the years. Do you have many people I know who, like, <laughs> I won't name drop because that would probably get them arrested, but, like, have, have like, bypassed actually having to take driver's tests? Hmm. Yeah, there are some states in the United States that getting your driver's license is much easier than say getting it in new jersey it's a little bit easier and so i know people that have gotten their driver's license in other states and then they just keep that license while living and driving in new jersey and you're you're not supposed to do that I know a lot of people who do not so legal things, <laughs> but welcome to New Jersey because that is what goes on. At least I'm from Jersey and I don't have to keep saying I'm from Delaware or something because every time I say that, I think about Wayne's World, you know, where they're like, "Hi, I'm in Delaware. There, Having been somebody who dated somebody for a long time in Delaware, I can say Delaware is a very flat, beautiful state. It is. And they don't have tax or something like that. That is what I remember. And their beaches are free. New Jersey charges you to go on their beach, which people in Delaware don't get because theirs are free, as they should be, quite frankly. But in Jersey, listen, we're crooks. We are. Not me, but like the state itself, crooks. We are crooked. (laughs) We're going to get the dollar the any, any way we know how, and then we're going to misuse it. That's what the state of New Jersey does. Um, Please don't arrest me, whoever's listening. Just don't come, don't, mm-mm. these are all my opinions. I do not speak on behalf of anybody, but, but the little man in my head talking to me. You know, something people don't know about me is that I actually have a brain cyst. Yeah, it's probably what makes me a little off, you know? a little and when I say a little off like what what I want to do the head the face and the head gesture that I do is you know that emoji it's fairly new with like the weird morphed like grant I'm trying to do it I'm looking in the mirror right now trying to do it and I'm gonna crack up laughing if I try that weird morphed smile like their face looks crooked you know I make jokes about my crooked face because I can't breathe listen I don't get oxygen through my nose people so I don't I always look like I'm high I'm not I'm not a stoner never have been but everybody my entire life has always used that as their 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 insult to me why are you so calm are you stoned no I'm just calm motherfucker but like you push me there I'll snap I will because I can go there I am human people do forget that so yeah so that emoji that, that That is what I liken myself to. That crooked-faced, morphed kind of, like, mm, emoji. I feel most connected to that guy. A lot of other people feel connected, like other women that I know feel more connected to the little queen emoji or, like, you know, the nerdy glasses guy. Not me. Like, pick me out the most morphed-looking fucking face in, in the selection. That is what I liken myself to I have always connected more to things that are not so normal and I like it that way so let's talk about some reality shows because I've got some thoughts and since I'm on the topic of Jersey I'm gonna have to talk about the Real Housewives of New Jersey real quick so so we're only what we're like two or three episodes deep now And if you're not on the Real Housewives of New Jersey, if you're not on the Housewife train, get on the Housewife train. I fuck with my dad all the time when I see him because there have been many times where I didn't tell him I was stopping by. I walk in the house. He doesn't know I'm there. And I see him watching reruns. I've caught him red-handed, guys. But this man wants to look me in the eye and say he can't stand the Housewives. He doesn't watch the Housewives. He lives for the Housewives. He also loves Below Deck, and he will, he will admit to watching that, but he doesn't want to fess up that he watches The Housewives. So, so the Real Housewives of New Jersey. Um, let me just say one thing. Here's the thing. All, it's it's the Real Housewives of North Jersey. That's number one. There is a North Jersey, there is a Central Jersey, and there is a South Jersey. And if you ever tell me otherwise, I will. Take a baseball bat to your kneecaps because the reality of it is there is always a a beginning, a middle, and an end. There is always a top, a middle, and a bottom. That is how things work. It's not just top, bottom. There is a middle. Like your stomach is the middle of your body. There is a middle of the state. Anybody who says different is just stupid. So, So I grew up in central Jersey, okay? The middle of the state. When you tell me it doesn't exist, you're telling me I don't exist and then I want to punch you in the face. The Real Housewives of New Jersey is filmed in North Jersey, in and around North Jersey. They are all from like right outside the city. So these women do not look like New Jersey people. (laughs) Do they kind of act like us? Yes, they do. There's a lot of Italians here. I've got them in my family. I'm a little bit of one so yeah like the size of their houses that's pretty much our state like we, we we've that's that new jersey is a nice wealthy looking state okay but the way they dress I, this has bugged me since season one we don't dress like that we don't we, we don't have 18 layers of makeup on our face and fake eyelashes and faked hands and like Um, juicy couture that went out of style in 1991 we don't dress like that so that that's number one that I have to say first number two this season we are watching this whole deportation shit unfold with Teresa Giudici which we never called her that before guys and no and like this has only been addressed like one time as far as I know like we always called her Judice. It was always Teresa Judice. And then at some point, she decided to tell the truth about her last name and say, oh, we actually pronounce it Judici. So <laughs> there you have it. Like, if you want to know what kind of person somebody is, pay attention to how many times they backpedal in a story. There's some life advice for you. We are watching the whole thing unfold, and even if you don't watch The Real Housewives, I'm sure you have heard about it, how her husband, Joe, like, they both had to go to jail. He was in it for three years, and he got out, but he's not actually a U.S. citizen, so he got out of the facility, and then he went straight into an ICE facility, okay? He went straight into an ICE facility, because as we're seeing on the show, and as we have heard unfold in the news, he was going to be deported if he didn't. So he had a choice. He served his time in prison. He could choose to stay in ICE in New Jersey, okay, Clinton, New Jersey, or he could go back to Italy. So he went to the ICE facility, but apparently the ICE facility was horrendous, and that's what we're kind of like, that's where we're at on the show right now. So we're we're at the part where he's making phone calls to the family from the ICE facility saying it is hell. I am like, I am in a worse prison here than I was when I was actually in jail and there's a couple things I have to say number one Teresa is clearly over her marriage and it's uncomfortable to watch it from a viewers standpoint because she's not always very honest about her emotions and then blames it on being italian like you'll often hear her or her friend dolores say things like well you know like we're old school italian you don't ask how we're feeling you just pretend like everything's okay that's so unhealthy there's so much i don't care what you want to blame it on I don't care if you want to tell me your ancestors upon ancestors upon ancestors told you that there would be a curse on your second born child's brother if you didn't just neglect your emotions and that's why they're doing it I don't care where it came from it's not healthy walking around pretending everything's okay when it's not okay there obviously there's a time and place to talk about it and cry clearly not at like a book signing event right but but to just pretend it's not happening and then say things like like this is where when you hear me say people use they they really are committed to their excuses and they will use anything as an excuse that is an excuse when you blame it on your parents that is an excuse when you say well you know this is all i knew that is an excuse that's partial fact because at some point it was all you know but but once you know better you do better if you're choosing To know this isn't healthy and this is what i've always done and here's why i've always done it and you're choosing not to change it that's a choice that's a choice okay so and you're keeping yourself stuck that way so yeah so so it's that that for me is uncomfortable to watch something else that's very uncomfortable to watch i I watch on mtv the challenge okay i don't know if you watch the challenge it used to be the real world road rules challenge I lived for it back then. Now we've got a UK team and a US team. I'm not really here for it, but I watch it for the very few veteran people that are on the show. And just because like I like that kind of show, I like watching them have to do these weird fucking physical challenges. And, you know, I like watching people have to behave with each other in a house and then there's like drama and stuff. And I, I, I just, I. It helps me in my work when I watch things like this. I call it research. So last night's episode, spoiler alert, last night's episode. um, Again, if you're not on this kick, you better get on the challenge kick. That's a good show. I get it if you can't watch the housewives like squealing at each other all day. I get it. But But the challenge, that's a good show. And it's a nice masculine feminine balance. So, you know grab your partner or your dog and sit down and watch that shit uh that last night they were like having like a a, an engagement like party kind of thing and one only one one of the we'll just call her competitors okay on the show like you can tell Cara Maria Cara Maria that's how you say Maria, you can tell she's not happy with herself. She's not necessarily secure with herself. And, and you can tell somebody's not really secure with themselves when they have to criticize and shame other people. It's, it's very clear. When somebody has to put somebody else down t- for them to feel better, they don't feel good. And they think by putting somebody else down, they will feel a little bit better. But inadvertently what happens is they actually don't feel better at all it's like a very split second, like hit of like, oh, that felt a little bit better because I could make somebody be below me, right? But that's not true confidence. That's not healthy. And that says a lot about where you are with yourself. And she does this like throughout the entire season. And, but to, to the naked eye, if you aren't aware of things like that, you might watch her and think like, it's no big deal. Or you might watch her and think, she's um in the right in some of her actions you can't be happy for two people who got engaged for fuck's sake there's really something going on with you if you just can't put the game aside for a split second and genuinely be happy so when i watch these shows i live tweet them and that's probably the most action i get in twitter like when i live tweet a show I get a lot of interaction from people because I'm commenting on the behavior and I'm speaking to the things that I obviously do for a living while watching the show. So yeah, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you'll get all of my like play-by-plays of that. So she like was not, she just like separated herself from this entire engagement party. She sat in the bedroom while they were all celebrating. Even her boyfriend who's on the show went and attended, and everybody was saying to him like where is she why isn't she here that's so messed up and and what i find more frustrating is when two people are in a relationship and and if you're if you're in a relationship and it's still working meaning not working not the right word if you're in a relationship and you're still together because being together doesn't mean it's working okay if you're still together then there are pieces of you that still match up to them. Meaning, if somebody in that relationship has obvious deep insecurities, like in this case, Cara Maria, has, has obvious, at least to me, I'm trained, I'm a professional, it's obvious. Insecurities. Her boyfriend, Paulie, definitely matches up to some degree, but how the, his insecurities play out are probably rather different. Or or he feels like he can save her or fix her. Like this is where things are not cookie cutter black and white. This is why it's helpful to like to not just read something and think you know it all about. All like this there there are little um you know intricate parts to all of these things that the average person might it might not know. So you know, there could be many reasons he's still in that relationship. But what I find odd is when he's sitting with everybody else and his girlfriend is clearly like anti this celebration and everybody's saying to him, where is she? Or like saying negative things about her and he is just sitting there silently. I'm not down for that. Like, I'm down for somebody who's going to support me regardless of whether they agree with me, right? And that's unconditional love. Support me whether you agree with me or not. Being silent in a room full of people who are maybe talking negative about your significant other is not support. It might be self-preservation, because you're trying to look good and and stay neutral that's not cool that ain't healthy you're only looking out for yourself why are you with her then right I, and I'm not saying by any means her behavior was was correct as well there was another scenario that took place on last night's episode that really stuck out to me that is important to kind of touch on and that was There is so there's Leroy, Nani, and Cam. Again, if you don't know the show, just hang with me because like you'll you'll hear the dynamic of the relationship and it will be relative to you. So so Leroy and Nani are like good friends. They've been friends throughout these challenges for years. And Cam is Leroy's ex-girlfriend, and they reconnected on this season. So they're kind of reconciling. Cam is a confident woman. Okay. Leroy is such a pure, genuine soul. He does not ever really say anything negative about anybody. He wants everybody to get along and, and you just can feel his like pure heart, right? Nani, <sighs> Nani, 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 Nani. Nani is jealous and she's jealous that her friend is being taken from her but here's the interesting part is that like if you're jealous your friend is being taken from you then you have more than just a friendship with that person at least in your head because if you you're not a real friend if you can't be happy that your friend is like in love or cares about somebody or has feelings somebody you're you're not a true friend right like I don't care if you like the partner or not if you don't support the person you're not a true friend like if I had friendships where let's say I was in a relationship right and if I had friendships where they were like I don't like you with him that you're not my friend you're not my friend if a you're you're inflicting your opinion on my life in that in that way like I I'm not in your relationship or your marriage but if I ask you that's a different story right but if you just offer it and then get mad and jealous and then cause fights which is what was happening last night on this episode Nani was getting pissed because she felt like Cam took her friend and Cam was like I don't know what you're mad about like (laughs) he he still is including you in in certain things and like he is not neglecting you at all but like he's also he's got feelings for me and it's a little bit different than his dynamic with you and they had a full-on like brawl and it was it was like for me situations like that when I'm watching them I think to myself I, I listen I've been I've been both of those people I've been Cam and I've been Nani I've been the girlfriend who is like why is this Alleged friend, or you know, I've had experiences where it was like an employee of my significant. Why are you like in, inserting yourself in this relationship? Like you are not involved in this, right? And and you are a different role in this person's life. You are not this role. I am this role. And I've also been the other person. I've also been in my younger years. I've been a nanny. I've been a nanny where I. Was so insecure and so jealous that I was irrational and I would lash out and I would demand things and that's what she was doing and I was watching it and I was like reliving my my younger years. And when I say younger years, I mean like late teens early 20 years. Um, what a what a shit show. What a shit show. When you watch these things for me when I watch these things guys I learn. I learn. Some people will say to me, like, how do you watch that? Isn't that exhausting? Or like, how do you deal with the drama? Quite frankly, like, I talk to people all day about their problems. So for me to sit and not have to engage in something, but get to just observe and then like think and reflect and then put pieces together in my head and and connect dots in my clients' lives or my life by watching it from the outside in, right? Like the outside in, meaning like, I'm not... I'm not the one that's helping you with it, and it's not also, hel- it's not also happening to me. It's, it's so helpful to me. It's so helpful. People have never understood me or my interests, and it's fine. I'm cool with it now. People have never understood why I like watching certain things or doing. And, like, isn't that, isn't that what sometimes keeps us from being our true, authentic, full expressions of, like, who we are? people people don't always understand us because they have yet to accept us or they've got judgment active within them so they project that judgment onto us like those are all things that for me feared put fear in me because I had been criticized and and shamed and mocked and, and things like that for what I like in many ways with many people you know. So that, that, that accepting and uh, honestly, I, I lean in, like I lean in hard to people who don't make any sense. Don't make any sense. Like just say some weird shit to me and I will fall in love with you (laughs) in a heartbeat. Like, if you don't make sense, I know you're really being yourself because you're not meant to make sense to other people. And honestly, that's such an attractive energy. That is such an attractive energy. When somebody is so fully expressing themselves, they're in their body, they're, they're in themselves, right? And they're fully just being who they are and talking how they are and joking how they are and physically expressing how they are. And that energy, what that energy does for people is it makes them run after that. They are like, I, and and I've thought about this. I really have for a long time. And I've thought, okay, there's a couple factors here working. Some people want to run after it and tame it, right? Like they want a piece of it. They want to claim a piece of it. They want to claim a piece of it because that person is expression, expressing, parts of themselves that resonate with the person who's not expressing so so pieces of you you're seeing in somebody else and you haven't let those pieces out you're not allowing those pieces to come out so you look at it in someone else and you can either drop into envy or you can like really be in awe of that person and be like i and then some people really go the next step and they're like i need to be friends with that person or i need to have contact with that person or i need to claim." A piece of that person right like why do you think it's always it's always mainly the case where like somebody really like steps into their full self and then all these people fucking crawl out of the woodwork and they're like hey i knew them when right or like you know all your past relationships come back and they're like hey you're successful now (laughs) hey You're looking different to me now. Well, of course I am, bitch, because I'm being myself, right? Being myself. That's what attracts us to other people. So I live for that. And I really, I I would say, I would put the word analyze. I really analyze that dynamic because I want to make sense of it. And then I want to explain it to you and I want to teach it. But I also want to be sure I'm embodying. in my life and then I can better understand the relationships in my life and why they act the way they do right but that is such an attractive energy like there's this singer on the voice I haven't been keeping up with the voice I'm not really big on like consistently watching like shows like that but I I did watch some um episodes here and there this season and there's this one singer her name's Katie Katie Kaden or something I think her name is And she's just so unique. Her voice is so, so, so unique. She sounds like she sang in one of the duels or whatever they're called. She sang like a, I think it was an Elton John song. Sounded. Like, I I don't, I don't, listen, I love Elton. So I don't want to say sounded better. But let's say he had a little competition there because she was fucking good. She it's an attractive energy when someone is so comfortable just being who they are as unique as they are and expressing themselves in fashion and 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 in communication and whatever they do for a living that's an energy that makes people like really want to magnetize towards you or chase after you or you get my point so that's where we're that's where we're at today All the thoughts, all of the thoughts on all of the things, but hopefully you got something from it because I did. Listen, I'm sweating right now. Like my body temperature literally kicked up about 10 degrees in the midst of that. I started to lose my breath because I don't get oxygen through my nose and I'm going to have to tap out. But uh, you know it's good when I start to heat up. That's fact that that is a very that that is a very important fact for you to know. My body temperature is whacked out, but when I'm really tuned in, tapped in, turned on like talking about something, I get flush. I burn up. Like my core body temperature goes up to about 80 degrees, and the only other time that happens is when I'm sleeping at night cuz I'm so relaxed and like connected to myself, I I put off so much ask any of my ex-boyfriend. I put off so much heat. It's, I, I have to sleep completely naked because it just, it don't work anymore. I learned, I learned that about a year ago. I just started ripping off all the clothes. I was like, you know what? We're just going to have to walk around this joint buck naked because I can't take it. I've got a box fan that, like I am in a fucking wind tunnel with the heat on in the apartment. It's a hot mess. So that's where we're at right now. So, you know, this is good. So. Uh, the next one, we'll have to top this. Definitely. And I'll see you then.